You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening with Nick Kunzer from Sandland Private Wealth. And Nick, yesterday this time, the S&P was down around about three quarters of a percent. And then throughout the day, it slowly climbed. And this morning, as I look at it, it's up about three quarters of a percent. So quite a good 24 hours we've had. Yeah, Lynn's good morning. Yeah, very much so. I mean, <clears throat> at one stage, not looking very pretty. And I thought, oh, here we go again, a bit of a tough start to a new month. But, uh, I mean, U.S. stocks in particular... Uh, staging a bit of a late comeback. Um, and that's despite uh, Lindsay tensions, still a bit of sort of saber rattling between Washington and Beijing and who ditched, who, who let the bat go out and who didn't. Um, but uh, definitely, I mean, gone from negative to the S&P at, one, at closing up 0.4%. Uh, the, the NASDAQ had a cracking session as well after being down quite heavily on the open up to up 1.2%. And the Dow also uh, closing briefly in the red. Uh, and, and that was against the backdrop of, of a lot of traders coming and listening to uh, Mr. Warren Buffett over the weekend. Mm. Uh, he who has bought nothing um, and uh, was very negative. Uh, he said he's not he's dumping all his uh, airline stocks. I mean, airline carriers yesterday, big losers on, on Wall Street tonight, all down about 5%. And even against that backdrop, I guess it has to be said, positive uh, close. And we're seeing it again this morning. So quite a quite a strong momentum this morning to our market, definitely, and and what's happening in Europe too. Very good indeed. And I think the first thing that really stands out, which is something an asset class that we don't really focus on when we speak, well, we do occasionally mention it, but it's not our our point of focus, is the bond market. The South African ten-year bond mm. yield is now ten oh eight. Ten oh eight. Two and a half months ago, it was 13.50. So we've had um, a very decent 25% rally there. This morning, it's up 1.1%. And in yield terms, it's 11.5 basis points better. And the rand is strong as well. And that's despite the fact we have been removed from the so-called WIGBY, the World Government Mm. Bond Index. So very counterintuitive, whoever's buying this stuff. Very much so. And we actually had a comment about it this morning because – I picked up so many notes over the last month about uh, the demise of the South African tenure and how the capitulation was upon us. They were going to get booted out the world bond. And if you read the headlines, like billions, billions are going to flow out of the, you know, out of the side of the market as they exit South African bonds. But in quite the markets are, are, are always it amuses me how much the markets are so efficient. Um, you know, buy rumors, sell the news, Lindsay. We had uh, foreigners being net buyers of South African bonds leading up into the week that we're supposed to exit and and subsequently yesterday for, for May the 4th, uh, net buyers purchases 6.1 billion versus sales of 5.2. I just got the note this morning about uh, exactly that. So ironically, uh, someone sees value, I guess, in a, in a negative yielding world. Um, our interest rates still in on a yield of north of 10. Some people like it, Lindsay. So I guess, yeah, and, and exactly displayed and the fact that Johnny Foreigner was buying a South Africa bonds yesterday. I think it's the same as what happened with um, South Korea, actually. They were downgraded to junk, and uh, Mm. and suddenly everybody said, well, pay and the pain goes away. Everything's factored in now. Let's start buying this thing, and Mm. it's never looked back since. So maybe the same is true of South Africa, not quite as dramatic, it's not bad. It's not bad, and I think, you know, investors uh, need to realize that that markets are, you know, forward-looking in the best of times, and sometimes way forward-looking, and 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 normally people look and investors look through this. So there's a classic case. I mean, you literally you buy into you buy into the exit, 
um, and then it flips the other way. So unfortunately, a lot of investors who pick up the newspapers and read this, you know, the story's already gone you know, three, four days later. So that's exactly what we're seeing now. So I think you're right. All the news is out there. No, no more surprises. Let's see where we go. But for now, you know, as I said, in a negative yielding world, all of a sudden, South African bonds are quite attractive, and that's been reflected in, in the net inflows. And, of course, the argument goes on as to how to treat the COVID-19 crisis, the pandemic, uh, which is still ongoing and getting worse. So it's actually gathering momentum, but South Africa was well-received, or rather our approach was well-received in the Financial Times this morning, you were telling me earlier. Yeah, that's right. There was an article, a front page of the FT, always one of the few places I go quickly in the morning just to see, get the feel for the headlines in the market, and... Um, there was an article this morning on the FT, quite complimentary on, on everything that was going on. Um, the, the general headline was uh, mass screening helping stem the coronavirus tide was, was the article's headline. Mm. And they were just saying how many tests, and we're averaging more than 10,000 tests a day. Um, and, and a lot of impetus onto our past experiences at a country and with the health workers. Um, I mean, you would know this with, uh, you know, drawing heavily on our experience of battling, you know, HIV, tuberculosis. And their approach is they are not like Europe's doing, waiting for citizens to come forward, having a test and then tracing their contacts. South Africa's got literally 10,000 people out there in vans driving to the country, uh, into the into the various settlements and places and going and testing. So very progressive. At the moment, they're averaging more than 10,000 tests a day. So quite well received and but maybe in the long term, it, it'll hold us in good stead. But also bearing the fact that, uh, you know, before South Africa had recorded a single death, um, we literally had one of the most doctorian uh, sort of shutdowns in the world. And that maybe, maybe it looking like we're getting a bit of uh, positive impetus. As I said, nice to get a bit of positive press for SA out, out of Europe for a change. Very good. Let's see how the markets are reacting to all the things we've just said, plus more things. Uh, dollar Rand is 18.39. Fantastic. A British pound against the Rand, 22.91. Euro Rand is 20.02. Um, the Euro Dollar is 108.85. On the international markets last night, the Dow Jones was up slightly, having been down quite a bit at one stage. And this morning, the futures, the Dow Jones futures, are up about one and a third percent or over 300 points, which is great. S&P yesterday was up 0.4 percent. Nasdaq has you referenced earlier on at one and a quarter percent this morning in the far east i think tokyo's closed isn't it that's why it says minus 2.8 percent uh, but anyway uh, shanghai is up one and a third percent hang sang up 1.1 percent in australia the all share index in sydney up one and two thirds percent the gold price has slipped below 1700 it's 1696 or a third of a percent weaker six dollars an ounce platinum what's that doing down three dollars to 768 you know this oil price is un believable it was unbelievable on the downside it should never have been there but lest we forget two weeks ago it went to ten dollars and twenty cents per barrel it's now 20 let's call it 25 dollars so it's gone from 10 to 25 and it's up another nine percent this morning brent crude oil um is up seven percent to 29 dollars 14 i mean w w when did all this happen suddenly i mean have the airlines started yeah, flying west, again west i don't think texas, so west texas up 11 percent currently to 22 dollars oh. 63 um we've got I a different know. screen I mean, i've got 24.80 for the spot price up nine percent but anyway it doesn't no, that's matter right. you're right that's correct it's on massive spot. that is right yeah Mm. That is massive, big moves. I don't know, Lindsay. I mean, if, you know, oil, I mean, they seem to be shrugging off these sort of persistent worries about supply, inadequate storage. Uh, I mean, yesterday, just to give you an idea, um, that risk aversion is still is still there in the background. I mean, there was a massive, one of the largest oil uh, ETFs in Hong Kong yesterday. 
coming out and saying that its broker had blocked it from increasing its holding of crude oil. It wasn't allowed to buy anymore. Mm. Um, so in that background, there's still all this sort of tension on. But yet, what worries me is the number of inquiries I've had from people and, and potential clients locally who are looking at diving in and getting exposure to oil contracts. And that always makes me nervous because this is, I mean, oil is, is a very unique commodity and it's not necessarily the spot prices that investors get exposure to. They don't understand the sort of shenanigans and the, the complexities of front month, back month, West Texas. And as you've always pointed out, so many different grades you can trade. Mm. So uh, I, I'm still I'm still very cautious. And when I see these moves, like you pointed out, 11%, 7%, doesn't make any sense to me. I really I don't understand it. No, it was too much. It was overdone on the downside. And I think the bounce back mm. is overdone as well, actually, because um, it's gone up. This is a massive commodity, the world's most important no, it's commodity. It's more than doubled. Two and yeah. a half times it's gone up. In two That's weeks. Yeah. Mm. And don't forget, we've got that contract expiring in about 10 days as well, that front bump. So just be careful out there, listeners. Yes. Okay, let's have a look at um, Stock Exchange News Service. A company called Textainer Group Holdings, which has been up and down all over the place. It's all to do with uh, international logistics. Their results came out uh, 3.9% weaker. Equitus Property Fund Limited audited summary consolidated financial statements for the year ended 29th of February, a little bit late there, up around about 4%. Maybe the property sector of the JSE is the crude oil of the local market. Maybe it's going to bounce back, Nick, because it is so beaten up and so priced for failure that it has to go only one way, and that's either sideways or two ways, either sideways or up. Possibly. Possibly. I, it, I, I sort of start my morning note always with the, with the property feedback. So many people have got exposure in South Africa to, to property shares. So many pension funds hold it. I mean, don't forget it was the, the market darling for years. Um, and everyone wants, as much as everyone wants to know about oil, now everyone still wants to know about property. But it's been very much almost the one step back, uh, one step forward. Um, and, and exactly like oil, as you said, we're having yesterday five, six different property counters. We're down, down 10, 11% in the day. This morning, some up five, 6%. There is huge volatility in those property counters. And I, I guess at some point it's, it's going to find a flaw, but the swings are a bit too, bit too manic for me. So I'm staying away from that for the time being. Have a look at this one. This is this is a sign of the times. Voluntary announcement mm. by Bidvest. It says here, further to the voluntary announcement made on the 15th of July of last year, in which Bidvest announced that it has entered into an agreement to acquire 100% of Equestra fleet management and logistics from ENX. Uh, shareholders are advised that the transaction has not become effective. The material outstanding condition precedent in relation to the transaction being the approval by the Prudential Authority established in terms of the Financial Sector Regulation Act 2017, etc., was not fulfilled by the long stop date of the 4th of May. In other words, they just said we can't buy anything at the moment because the conditions mm. are not right. They've tried mm. to wrap it up in regulatory speak, but no, it's just they haven't got the money and they think it's imprudent. Oh, I think we're going to see more and more of those lines. Yeah, it's like those demanders and everyone else you know, using the force majeure sort of uh, old legal term to, to prevent doing what they want to do, I think you're going to find the same. Yeah. Of Did course, you, I'm uh, talking through my hat because I don't know if that is the case, but mm. it, it does sound like uh, something that was um, concocted on July July of last year. Suddenly on May the 4th, they say, no, we don't like it anymore. Mm. I'm sure they've just come up with an excuse, don't you? Yeah. 
I also agree with you. Just on a, on a slightly separate, just on the Sens board, I don't know if you picked up Amplats this morning. Um, yes. Quite a nice positive little trading statement. Ramps up its ACP plant to restart refined mm. PGM production. They, of course, enforced force majeure, I think, three months ago. But now they're getting, they're getting out of it, which is, which, which is good news. Yes, of course. Hopefully there are people that want to buy some of their platinum, despite the fact that car sales worldwide are in the doldrums, to say the least. Mm. Oh, did you see that that vehicle sales in South Africa kind of got lost in the noise yesterday? Yes, the PMI. I mean, vehicle sales for April down ninety eight percent. I mean, I mean, there's no surprise. People are not. I mean, let alone you're getting out to buy yourself a loaf of bread. You're not going out to buy yourself a new car. But I mean, it just shows you these just record-setting numbers. I mean, there was a number out of Hong Kong this morning. GDP numbers out of Hong Kong down negative eight or something, the worst number since records began in 1970s. I'm actually losing track, Lindsay, of, of these one record after another that's all to the bad side. Yeah. It's, just, it's difficult to see when the, you know, at some point it's so bad it's got to get better, I guess, is the way to look at it. Well, look at Heathrow. I mean, talking about 98%, uh, Heathrow is, mm. is processing 97% less flights than it was um, two months ago. 97% down. There's nothing going on. The only planes going in and out, there's an occasional flight between London and Belfast and uh, a couple of other European cities to Heathrow, but very, very sm- uh, small frequencies. And it's mainly cargo planes and they're ferrying in, you know, PPE equipment and all that sort of stuff. It's it's a ghost town. It's fascinating to see. In fact, I'd, I'd love to see a sort of montage of the aeroplanes that have been parked, in, whether it be in the desert in Nevada mm. or whether it be at uh, various airports with covers over their engines, etc. It's fascinating. These things are sitting there bleeding cash for these airlines. Bleeding cash. And, and look, at, as I said, it, look, at, look at what uh, those American airliners did last night on Wall Street. I mean, absolutely came. They're down 70, 80% year to date. They were down another 5, 6% on average yesterday. And it's, I guess the, the bit that I'm struggling with at the moment as a money manager is it's hard enough at the best of times analyzing a company or trying to figure out if there's a slowdown or if the trend has changed, etc. The part I'm battling with now is earnings have stopped. Yes. In some companies, it's not that they've slowed down. They, as you've pointed out, what's happening in Heathrow, we're seeing in vehicle sales, it's stopped zero. There yes. is no revenue, and not only that, um, I mean, it's almost like you, you're busy trying to fly blind at the moment because majority of companies which we follow onshore and offshore, they've all um, they're not even offering guidance anymore. There's no guidance, so they're, they're not only are they not producing revenue or not illustrating what's happening in the current environment. Uh, they're scrapping all their gardens. Um, they, there's literally there's no forecasting being done at the moment either, which 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 a lot of analysts have got used to over the years. I mean, we we look at America's earnings at the moment. We're sort of we're roughly halfway through the earnings season now. Um, I think by end of this week, by Friday, I think we're about halfway. But um, a quarter of the companies so far have just have offered gardens. So three quarters have given you no guidance. You're completely blind as an investor at the moment. So let's not just say it's got to be very, as much as it's nice to get a bit of a balance that we're having at the moment, um, put that into perspective that there is, even the professionals out there and the companies that are obligated to tell their shareholders which, which what is going on 
or not telling them what's going on. They, so they, they just cannot offer guidance. They can't see anything. So exactly. It's a little bit of a, can they bit say? Of a note. They just want to put it, I mean, they have to keep in touch and say, I think if they were really honest, they'd just say, we don't know. We're not earning anything at the moment. We are losing a lot of money. We are hopefully going to get out of this quite soon. But at the moment, we can't guide you as to when that will be. Now, what we can tell you is that the top five stocks on my screen, 15 minutes delayed, are the following. MTN up 8.5%. Telcom up 7%. Sassel up 6.6%. Redefine, the property company, up 6%, and TFG, the retailer, up five and a third. So we've got telecommunications, telecommunications, oil, property, mm. and retailers in the top five that I've got. On the downside, Textainer, that company that I spoke about because it came out with its results mm. earlier on. It's been on a bit of a tear, but today down nearly 4%. Goldfields down nearly 3 Sirius down 2.1%, Harmony down 2.1%, and Mondi PLC down Two percent. Obviously, the gold shares there making up forty percent of the losers because the gold price has dipped yet again below seventeen hundred. It's battling a bit. Uh, it's just battling a little bit at the moment, but it's just consolidating. Nick, anything else you're seeing outside of those ten that I've just mentioned? No, just that. Just that. That for me, if on, on on the upside, there's a definite sort of um, bit more green on my screen when it comes to the, almost like the the centric, the interest rate sensitive, the ones that benefit off a stronger rand. You mentioned the retailers, a little bit of SA Inc. there as well. Uh, even MassMart, so beaten down, is up four and a quarter percent today. For Sheedy's as well, as you said, so a little bit of a, a retail flavour. I think it might have a little bit to do with, uh, as of obviously yesterday, but more people locally in South Africa going to work. Uh, I see. Um, I got my first pizza delivered last night for the first time during lockdown. Oh yeah, as a, Where as from? a couple of. Our, uh, it's, a, it's a little local place called Indicios. It's a franchise here. Um, and they've got, interestingly enough, they've got their own fleet that don't rely on Uber Eats for delivery. So they've sort of got their own little app as well. So there's a little bit of foresight, you know, people making money during this, a bit of clever thinking. Um, Doesn't it get so soggy? Doesn't delivery. the base get soggy on, on its way on the bicycle between the restaurant and your place? I can literally see the chimney from the kitchen from uh, my balcony on the okay. mm -hmm. so Funny thinking there. It was excellent, yeah, but just, you know, but things appears very slowly, a little bit of SA going back to work. And I think you can see that in the in the top movers on, on the boss today, a little bit of SA flavor slowly as we trickle back to work. I think one and a half million people are estimated to have gone back to work yesterday. So Hi. nice positive article on the FT, people back to work and hot pizzas in my kitchen. I think we're starting to slowly get back to a bit of normality in South Africa. A utopian dream. Um, <laughs> uh, just one one thing before you give me the closing uh, the, the, mm. the closing the one hour indices. Uh, do we believe this? Do we leave, believe this bounce back? I like the good news. I like the Amplats news. I like the FT news. I like the Bond news. I like the Rand being stronger. Mm. But do we believe it? I think for short term speculators and people who like the sort of volatility and the moves, I think this is good for you. Mm -hmm. I think for for the next year or two. Exactly what I said now, when professional companies cannot even give you guidance from one day to the next, I think this little bounce back might be an opportunity for investors to put some hedges in place, uh, use use the, the recent uh, bounce back off these lows to prepare yourselves that uh, things might get worse before they get better. So I'm on the jury that I don't quite believe I think is too much froth. And I think you use this little bounce if you've got the ability to, to maybe just prepare yourself if you can put a hedge in place. Um, 
in your portfolios because I think it's this is you know we got a, we got a lot of uh, bad news possibly still to come out. We're not out of the woods yet, so okay. Use this opportunity, people. Very good. Yes, put some insurance in is what um, Nick is saying. Nick, just give us the JSC indices, please. After one hour exactly of trading. After one hour of trading, we are we're almost there. JSC all share forty nine thousand five fifty, not quite back at fifty thousand, but a bit of a bounce back, 074 percent up. Uh, JSC top forty three hundred sixteen percent in the green, 07 percent. And looking at individual indices on the downside, I mentioned that first, as Lindsay said, gold shares uh, are the opposite of laggers today. But on the upside, we have telecommunication services 3.38% higher. Energy shares led by Sassel and the oil price up 3%. Industrials having a good day, as we said. SA Inc. going back to work. That index up 3%. And financials too. Banks also bouncing back 2.36% further. Nick Kunzer is from Sandham Private Wealth. That was the opening. Nick will be back with me and with David Shapiro at five o'clock or just after five o'clock for the five o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.